0: Hope everybody's having a great week. Thanks for listening to Titans Talk. This is a continuation of our bi-week episode. Landon is going to give us his top five draft-eligible quarterbacks currently in college football. This is a high-level listing. We'll, of course, go in a deeper dive in the offseason and give you all the information you need. For right now, we just want to give you some names. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again. Guys, let's talk a little bit. Landon, you watch a lot of college football with the purpose of scouting. Give us the guys that interest you most in order at the quarterback position so our guys at home can tune in and look up these guys where they normally – everybody's going to watch Alabama and LSU, but there's some other guys that you're interested in. Let's start. Who's your fifth draft-eligible quarterback in college football right now?
1: Fifth would be Jacob Beeson from – Washington, SEC fans know him from Georgia, where he got hurt and was able to push him out. He's a big, strong-arm guy where you look at him, you see he has every tool in the book. He can make every throw. He can scramble. He can make plays with his legs. But mentally, the processing isn't quite there. He holds onto the ball too long sometimes. He makes dumb decisions. But you can see where if he lives up to his potential, he's a Patrick Mahomes type where he can do literally anything you ask of him throwing the ball and in today's day and age where you just got to sling it around all the time he's perfectly built for it it's just kind the right coach can the right coach scheme out his flaws in his game
0: landon in the sentence what's his fundamental strength
1: just just his massive arm i mean in terms of everyone in college football he's got the best arm he can just chuck it as far as he can
0: when the football world converges on his tape in a few months what's going to be the biggest weakness that that we hear about
1: like a lot of these guys coming in, thought processing, he doesn't have to make a ton of NFL-level reads. It's a one-two read where the first guys are there, go your second, guys, second guy, second guy's not there. Make, make something happen with your athleticism. And Washington, obviously with Jake Browning the past couple of years, has a scheme where the quarterback doesn't necessarily have to elevate the team by himself. There'll be questions about how much of it is coaching and just raw talent versus his ability to actually play quarterback. A team is going to fall in love with these physical tools because – If you look at him, he looks like Josh Allen. He looks great in shorts. He looks like an NFL quarterback.
0: Big fella, if you get to pick, not the guy, but just generally, if we pick a guy in the first round and we try to, which I think we will, a lot of teams say this, I think we will hope for two years of Tannehill if he continues to play well and truly develop a guy like San Diego did with Phillip Rivers years ago, like we did with Steve McNair for a year, like... Green Bay did for three years uh, with Aaron Rodgers. It does happen with veteran-laden teams that have a guy fall in their lap. If that's going to be the environment in the case, what attribute are you looking for? Are you want a guy that's dual threat, like we talk about Lamar Jackson a lot, or are you want one of these prototypical statues uh, makes reads and has a big arm? Like in your heart of hearts, like what what
2: attributes do you hope wind up with? In my heart of hearts, I hope we get a guy who can who's a little bit of 50-50 because. I'll tell you what, I've never been more excited and more terrified when Marcus would take off running down the field. There were times, where, you know, he had 87-yard touchdown runs, but there were times where he just got murdered. Uh, I just think, you know, a guy like that is interesting to me. But, I mean, at the same time, like Landon and I talked about, Mahomes didn't have a single rushing yard and he, you know, in his game against us, and he threw for 450 yards. I mean, you don't need to be a dual-threat quarterback. It helps you. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks that can stand back there and be statues and win Super Bowls. I mean, for God's sakes, look at Tom Brady. The perfect ones are the guys
0: like Aaron Rodgers who don't run a ton but just really go laterally with these. So they use that athleticism. That's the guys that play 15 years because they don't get their heads taken off. But athleticism can be used a number of ways. And Mahomes has just the arm and the feel to to just use his athleticism laterally. But he had an edict. Andy yeah. Reid told him, if you take off and run, ooh, I'm pulling you out. You have a dislocated right. kneecap.
2: Oh, of course. And I also mentioned about Rodgers, you know, running only when you needed to. I think Russell Wilson has developed and has perfected that trait. So if we take a guy, I want a guy like Russell Wilson. I want a smart pocket passer who has all the athletic ability in the entire world. He he doesn't think run first. He He only does it when he needs to because Russell Wilson – you know, and I think you can attribute it to him playing baseball, too. Uh, uh, he's great at sliding to avoid contact, and he's great at running only when he needs to. So if I were to pick somebody, I'd say Russell Wilson type. So Russell I think, Wilson,
0: yeah. three seasons ago when he came and played, you and I were in the stands, of course. And, I mean, this guy's rushed for 100 yards today, but it's been all lateral. <laughs> the, yeah. That team wasn't very good. We beat them. But that guy, just to see him in person, that guy was like playing Frogger. Nobody <laughs> could get a hold of him, but he did use his athleticism, but never put himself in a straight line sort of place to get hurt. And that guy is, and it's weird to say, yeah, we want this Hall of Fame type credential. But Russell Wilson is like Frank Tarkenton and Steve Young had a baby. This guy's unbelievable. He's way out 2,500 miles away from the rest of the country. And I think he's underrated even. I think the guy's unbelievable. Landon, who's your fourth guy? My fourth
1: guy was actually going to be Jalen Hurts. but Like we've talked about, he's an athlete. He's probably the most athletic quarterback in this class. And at Alabama, they would actually power runs with him against SEC defenses. So like Lamar Jackson, he's a guy where you can design quarterback runs for him where you're not afraid of him, where if he doesn't slide, he's going to fumble or get his head ripped off. My issue with Jalen Hurts is his passing is slow. Making reads, he's slow. When he has to go through his progressions and then make the pass and not just throw to his first read, his mechanics are slow. When he's trying to throw an accurate ball and not just rip it, the ball has little velocity. Now, and especially at Oklahoma where Lincoln Riley just churns out Heisman winners, when you look at his highlights in his passing, he's throwing to a guy that's either wide open or guys like C.D. Lamb, who's going to be a top 15 picker. That's not going to happen at the NFL level. Now, statistically, through this many games in the season, Hertz has been better than Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield so far. But in terms of his actual passing, he's nowhere near either of them. And I feel like he can't really develop that anymore, especially with how run-heavy his approach to offense is. But he would be very interesting because, assuming Henry's in our long-term plans, getting another power rusher who can also play quarterback would be very interesting because, as we've seen in Baltimore, if your quarterback can run the read option all day, and defenses might be just as scared as the quarterback is the running back. It's really difficult to stop, and it gives you a really high floor on offense.
0: Landon, if the draft were held tomorrow, what range do you think he would go in pick-wise?
1: I think he would go in the later second. Once he, when he goes to the combine, they see the drills and his processing. I think he drops a little because he's been rising a lot because he puts up big numbers. He makes a ton of highlights for Oklahoma, who's a big-time school. Even when Mayfield and Kyler Murray were tearing things up, you could see them making quarterback plays where you could see them doing that at an NFL level. I haven't really seen that with Hurts yet. So I think the mid-second would be fair where you can justify gambling on this great athlete who mentally might not be quite there, but you think in the right scheme with the right weapons, you can hide his flaws and he gives you a more interesting, dynamic offense than you would have had otherwise.
0: I think mentally he's beyond there. I don't think he has the accuracy. I don't see him as a franchise quarterback. That doesn't mean he isn't. I think somebody would be wise to take a gamble on him in the second round. I think a team like us would profile pretty well for that if we, for whatever reason, have a pass rusher or somebody fall in our lap because everybody else is taking quarterbacks and tackles. Landon, who you got third? Third is Jordan Love, a
1: small school kid out of Utah State. Physically, in terms of talent, he looks – Close to what Patrick Mahomes was coming out of Texas Tech, where he's not quite this tall, gangly guy with a giant arm, but he's smaller. He's more like an Aaron Rodgers size, but he just can make every throw in the book. Like Mahomes, he's got a lot of issues all over the board, making reads, footwork, his mechanics, just everything needs, not overhauled, but it needs to be refined. It needs to be developed. If you throw him into the Wolves, he has to start immediately. He's going to bust because he's not ready at all. But if you cultivate him, if you let him develop, let him learn and fix his issues, he definitely won't be Mahomes, but he's going to be a good franchise quarterback because you look at him game by game, he's got at least 10 throws, complete, incomplete, interception, touchdown, where you can just see that, being, that throw being made at NFL level. And you can just see not every NFL quarterback would even attempt that throw because he'll be rolling out to his weak side, he'll just give a little flick of the wrist. He'll air it out 40 yards downfield into the perfect pocket. And then the next play, he'll throw a dumb pass over the middle that should be intercepted at the NFL level.
0: I don't know if I would have the stomach for that again, but that high-end sort of skill is what they're looking for, but it's such a risk. Where do you think he would go for the draft for tomorrow? I think he goes in the teens or the
1: early 20s because his physical ability is so appealing. In a way, he looks like he could be Maybe a stronger armed Jacob Eason in a way, but he's not exactly dominating at Utah State, even though he did lose his top five pass catchers from last season. And in the teens, I feel like there are plenty of coaches with good offenses or good offensive schemes and offensive minds where they take a look at this guy. They've got a stopgap at quarterback, and they, Yeah, if you give me a year or two to sit with this guy, work on this stuff, I can make him the next big thing.
0: And that leads us to our last two, and it's going to be Tua and Joe Burrow, two guys who've just really impressed the biggest level of college football. At this point, who's your bridesmaid here? I think it's
1: Tagovailoa just because, in a way, he suffers from being in the media's eye for longer because Burrow has burst onto the scene this season, and obviously Tua was the runner-up to the Heisman last year. So in a way, he's not the new thing. He's not the cool thing, but if you watched him play versus LSU – and it looked like he was 70 75 percent full health with a bum right leg that guy looks like he could be a star at the nfl those two deep bombs he had to Devonte smith were just things of absolute beauty and he did that with not even two full legs just perfect moonshots right to the def- right to the receiver where the defender couldn't get it just great mechanics great touch great accuracy good mobility the only thing is there are questions about his durability and as always, Alabama is so loaded on offense, he's not really being asked to do much. But at the same time, their passing game hasn't clicked like this in a long time. And it's no coincidence that it's with, been with Tua at the helm.
0: I think it's interesting because this guy was good immediately. He's got the NFL body. I think he carries some risk. I think mainly injury risk. But he doesn't quite have that arm that um, Aaron Rodgers had at, at Cal. There's something about even hurt, like you said. The ball sort of jumps off of his arm. And he does really well on those deep and intermediate throws, and that's what ultimately matters, right, big fella? Is that accuracy on the throws that not everybody can make, right?
2: Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, we've seen players who can make those throws and who've kind of excelled, like Rodgers. Like he can make pretty much every throw. He he's gonna be a all... whole. <laughs> He is a Hall of Famer, um, you know. Even if he were, were to hang it up right now, I think he's. A hall There's of no famer. question. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've seen players do it well, and we've seen some not do it so well. Like I don't, I don't think Andy Dalton does that well, and he's practically on his way out of the league. Marcus can't make all the throws. It, it, it's a tough thing to do to be able to make all the throws, and you have to be able to make them perfectly and spot on. And you don't have to make every throw; doesn't have to be perfect. But when your team needs you in in the clutch. Um, you have to be able to deliver. And I think Rodgers, Russell Wilson, even Phillip Rivers, those are some guys that can always do that. I didn't see that elite arm from Burroughs
0: Saturday. But what I saw, Landon, was elite toughness and uh, just really good game management, a lot of maturity. Joe Burroughs is older than Lamar Jackson, and that is something I think that scouts are going to think about. This guy's 23 years old. But we saw a game manager and a really smart guy go sixth at the draft in Nashville in April. So this guy could this guy could shoot up the board. Obviously, Joe Burrow's from LSU, a guy that was um, just had a good, not great season last season. Obviously, he's a transfer from Iowa State. A great frame for it. I think he's a little thin, but he'll get bigger. He's got the requisite size. He doesn't have a bad arm. His status as an elite pro- prospect is as his intangibles and toughness, right?
1: Yeah, it's the touch. It's the accuracy. It's his willingness to take a shot when he's releasing the ball. Just his ability in a way like the quintessential point guard. He sets his guys up. He hits them perfectly in stride for run right after the catch. He angles the ball where they're making the catch away from a big hit by the defender. He puts it in areas where the defender can't deflect it. Several times against Alabama, there's a free rush array to blow him up. He waits till the last possible second, releases it. It's a great throw. He takes a big shot. He gets up, dusts himself off, and just does it again. To go into Tuscaloosa and to play as great as he did, I mean, coming into the game, he was completing 75% of his passes. After the game versus Alabama, his completion percentage went up. He only had one turnover, and it was a fumble. He was smart enough and tough enough to immediately tackle the guy that scooped up the fumble. And LSU, even more so than Alabama, their offense, their offense specifically passing has, been, has lagged behind the rest of the college football. And now it's probably the most exciting in the country. And Burrow is just hitting all these five stars in stride. And now these five-star recruits look like future NFL superstars instead of guys who are being limited by a bum quarterback.
0: Just the transition that offense has made from just mediocre for six years to just absolutely electric. There's Burrow, and then I think there's a play caller. And it's just I think both these guys are going to get big-time jobs next year because of that. Do you anticipate Burrow and Tua going
1: 1-2? I think they go 1-3. I think whichever team gets 2 is going to take Chase Young out of Ohio State. Just a superstar blue-chip pass rusher because it looks like the Redskins, the Giants, maybe the Jets could have the number 2 pick and they don't need a quarterback. And I'm not sure if a team would be willing to give up enough to trade up where those teams would trade out of what looks like a sure thing pass rusher. But 1-3 and three, I think is the low end. I think one and two is certainly possible, like what we saw with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. And these two guys could easily be two franchise quarterbacks, and this draft could be looked at as one of the best quarterback drafts of all time.
0: Big fellow, when I hear Landon say these guys are going to go one and three, it makes me think. A lot of movement around the draft, and uh, a lot of these teams are sold that they're a quarterback away or sold that they have to have one of these guys. And that just means an even more interesting
2: caveat to the mo- to our favorite weekend of the year, right? Oh, without a doubt. Because, I mean, you look at the teams like Landon hinted at that are going to be in the mix. I mean, you've got Washington. You've got the Jets. You've got the Falcons. You've got the Buccaneers, Broncos, Giants. They all have their quarterbacks. Tampa Bay, I guess, it, ruling's out on that. I don't really know where they're going to end up. But it, it could be really interesting. We've seen some crazy things happen like when we were watching the draft in philly and all of a sudden chicago jumped up to take trubisky it was right it was it, it started pandemonium and that and was just the beginning of it right because right.
0: andy reed moved up and houston moved up and it was absolutely electric and i would love you know for the same thing to happen and uh, i would love to another team to be bold and mainly i'd like to see these two guys on a little better team for me i think uh, a lot of times it's going to line up that these teams need quarterbacks that are so poor so i uh, hope you uh hope you like cincinnati joe burrow and uh, <laughs> uh, buckle up for miami too it, it looks like that it's going to be so interesting to see these guys maybe not those two but other guys move up some guys come out of nowhere there's uh, there's another month of college football so it's going to be really interesting i uh, appreciate you two hanging in with us excellent uh, knowledge great podcast i love this bye week because we're you get to sit relax watch red zone Just be NFL fans for a weekend because when our boys are playing, that's all that matters. So thanks again, fellas. Thanks to all of our listeners. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.